What happens when you finally decide which website builder and hosting service to use for your online portfolio website, only to run into some complications and find yourself needing to change platforms after you've already finished a draft of your website? You'll find out how I dealt with this scenario in today's episode of The Reflective Report. To provide some context for this reflection, when I made the decision to build a website towards the end of the last year, I didn't anticipate that it would take as much thought and research as it did. Everywhere I looked, I found someone with their own opinion about which hosting service to use and which builder to use and why or why not and which one's better and all this stuff. The more I read blogs and watched videos like this, the, the more back and forth I went. Eventually, I realized that each of these people had to form their own opinions uh, in some way, and I was thinking that it was because they actually used them and they tried them out. So I decided to take that approach. I finally made the decision to use GoDaddy to host because I was semi-familiar with their services, and I used Squarespace to build because I had found a template online that matched the image I had in my head. So why a portfolio? I've touched on this before in this podcast, but I'll say it once again just to provide some more context. I created my website for three reasons. One, I was interested in working on a project, um, and this was an area of building websites that I didn't have too much experience in and wanted to learn more about. Number two, I wanted a space to display my images and creativity and also tell a little bit of my story to whoever wanted to read it. And number three, I thought it would serve as a good collection of my skills and expertise and sort of act as a creative resume. So why did I end up switching from this setup that I just described to where I am now with the Dream Team setup? I ran into complications in two ways. Number one, I hosted the domain of my company's website on the same account as my personal website, and I wanted to be able to separate them but found out that I couldn't. So I ended up having to transfer away from GoDaddy to Bluehost because they had solid reviews and they work well with WordPress. Uh, and number two, I realized uh, that the blogging capabilities of Word, uh, sorry, of Squarespace were less than desirable. So I decided to make the jump as well to WordPress because it's very, a very popular builder and it's dynamic. And also, it had uh, I had some experiences using a blog on WordPress in the past. Before the switch, I had just started to send out this website publicly. I showed it to my family and friends and asked for some feedback. I started using it on my email signature when I sent uh, emails back and forth with people. I wasn't expecting to get too much traffic, but I also didn't really have a sort of a plan at all. Then when I had to make the switch, I needed to obviously change my design and I lost all of the layout work that I had done. When I finally came to terms with the fact that I would be losing all my work, I decided to turn it into a positive and treat it as a learning opportunity to improve on my design and make a better website than before. But I pretty quickly ran out of energy and motivation of doing everything all over again especially since at this point I still didn't really have much of a plan in place. So that takes us to where the website is now, which is got a decent front-facing portion, but it's got half-finished portfolio pages because I got tired of organizing all the pictures up there. 
Before I get into what I learned and what I'm going to do going forward, I wanted to say that there weren't really a whole lot of people affected by this change, to my knowledge. Uh, I, as I said, I had only had it live for a few months and wasn't really... I wasn't exactly publicly shouting it uh, from the digital mountaintops for any and all to come witness the the beautifulness that is my website. So I wasn't exactly trying to call attention to it, and I, again, I didn't really have a plan. Um, I would say the impact was pretty much localized to myself and the handful of people that saw the first version, because if they would ever go back, it is a different version than what was there before. So that takes me to my next point, which is about the learning and what I'm going to do differently going forward. I've been in this master's program for like two weeks, and I already feel like I have a better understanding of the direction I want to go, or at least how I'm going to get there. And so I've broken it down into three things. The first thing is that I've learned that I want the website to have a purpose. When building both of the versions of my website, I had added images and items that I've done that I thought were cool and I hoped others would too. Now, uh, going forward, I want to make sure that the items that I put on my website are built on there with the end user, with my audience in mind. What do I want people to do when they come to the website and how do I want them to engage with my content? Those are two important questions that I want to ask before building out the plan for my future website. The second thing I've learned is to tell a story with my website. At first, I thought that telling a story was just with the words that I would put in the About Me section. What I want to do in my next iteration of the website is to document the process that I use to get to my end goal of a specific project. So that, in my opinion, will help tell more people about who I am because of the way I go about projects and it takes the audience on a journey and it gives them an experience rather than just listing a, uh, a gallery of images and remember you created everything on this website everything not just the images in the photo gallery but the layout of each page the color scheme the choice of font the overall structure that was you and you based them off of real world field sorry I knew I was gonna mess that up real world feedback, and conscious decision-making. My advice is this. Let your entire website speak about who you are, not just what's written in the About Me section. Finally, I've learned that building an online portfolio website has to start with the main goal of the website in the first place. Do I need it to get clients? Is it just for people to look at? Do I want to start a conversation through my blog posts? All of these questions need to be addressed with my current needs, but this doesn't have to be a permanent decision. Obviously things can change pretty quick, and the beauty of having my own website is that I can make decisions and changes and update portions to meet my new goals and my new purpose. But it's all got to start there. What is the purpose of this website? In the end, making the switch from GoDaddy and Squarespace to Bluehost and WordPress ended up working pretty well for me, especially because I found out that once this class started that we were going to be creating an online portfolio for ourselves using, you guessed it, Bluehost and WordPress. I am still feeling very fortunate about that one. But every journey is unique and comes with different metrics of success and challenges to overcome. 
What are some challenges you've needed to deal with in your journey to create an online portfolio website? Let me know in the comments. I'd love to hear about it. And one funny note uh, and a reminder for those of you that are just starting out in podcasting like me. Uh, I recorded the first half of this episode before I realized I was recording from the wrong mic and I had to redo those sections. Let that serve as a reminder to check your audio right away and make sure your voice sounds as crisp and beautiful as you know it should. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of The Reflective Report, and I will see you in the next one. Thank you.